With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Absolute power. Corrupt. Absolutely. Again, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am JT, aka the Master, and it's the Master Plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again: 347-637-3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to the Master, and that's me. Yeah, yeah, we got that boom, boom. We're talking about here. Uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, AFC Saturday. Wild card play um, um, playoff games. Um, blow, one was a blowout. The other one was a slugfest. Got nasty. Uh, two division rivals. We'll be talking about that for the next forty. Excuse me, forty-five minutes. That's right. We're going to be here for forty-five minutes. That's it. Um, and uh, whatever else may come up, but we're going to be talking about that. And plus, previewing the NFC Sunday, which is the matchup of the Seattle. Uh, Seahawks visiting the um, tundra, the frozen tundra, and I'm not talking about Green Bay. I'm talking about Minnesota, where right now it's minus ten degrees. Uh, hopefully, it's, it'll get warmer, but it's going to be cold, cold, cold playing in Minnesota on that turf. The Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks in a uh, NFC one of the NFC matchups. Uh, the other NFC matchup, which is following that game, is going to be the hot, um, the hot Washington Redskins uh, with Kirk Cousins, and you like that. And the cold, it's two opposites meeting to, to, uh, to uh, together. I'll get it out. Just give me time. Two opposites meeting together. One team that's hot with a hot quarterback, the other team that's trying, still trying it, believe it or not, trying to find this way since week six when they were undefeated. I'm talking about the Green Bay Packers. They're four and six since the week six of the uh, uh, NFL season. And uh, um, not good. Not good. Uh, and, and for most people, they're saying that the uh, Green Bay Packers are one and done. 
I'm not one of them. We'll we'll talk about that. Um, but first, let's talk about this. Quite naturally, if you've been following me for years, um, I'm a converted Jet fan to a Houston Texans fan. Have been that for uh, five years now, four or five years, somewhere around there. And uh, playoff loss, worst playoff loss, thirty zip. Went into that game with a positive attitude. I'm talking about myself. That my boys, the Houston Texans, playing at home, could have had it any other way. Playing well, couldn't have it any other way, and thought that they would be able to give a competitive game to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs who were riding a 10-game winning streak. Well, Brian Hoyer, you are not a pressure quarterback. It is obviously uh, painfully obvious, I should say, that when the the pressure comes on, you are a shrinking violet. Four interceptions for total, five, uh, uh, five turnovers, if I'm not mistaken, in that game, just from the quarterback position. I'm not even talking about anywhere else, just from the quarterback position. You killed the team. You killed the team with your play. Demoralized them. Uh, kept sending the defense out there. The defense kept bailing you out. But you you, you killed the team. I, I, I have to tell you that. You did it. Throwing all those interceptions was un, un, unbelievable. Unbelievable. four interceptions and two fumbles. One of them you got back, one of them you lost. So you had five turnovers. Now you had four turnovers in the first half and the score was only 13 to nothing because the defense was keeping you in the game. And you couldn't muster any kind of offense because you kept turning the ball over and giving it to your visiting team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Short fields, a lot of opportunities. The defense was stout. Well, you can't keep putting the defense on the field. Your best player, our best player, J.J. Watt gets hurt. You can't keep putting the defense on the field hoping to bail you out. Because sooner or later you're going to you're, you're bending, you're bending, you're bending, and sooner or later that's going to break. And break they did. Kansas City scored seven, excuse me, seventeen points in the second half. You scored none. You had your opportunities. You throw it away in those opportunities. We need a quarterback in the worst way. With the team we have. With the talent we have on this team, we have a quarterback. We could do serious damage 
and I'm not just talking as a fan. If you look at the makeup of the team, it has an extremely good defense and pieces on offense that can be used if a quarterback is a uh, um, is an asset and not a liability. And right now, Bill O'Brien, Rick Smith, your quarterback position is a liability. You're going back and forth all year, patched together a nine and seven season. Kind of knew this was a one and done. I was hoping it wasn't going to be, but kind of knew this was a one and done um, appearance in the playoffs. But you won a division without Andrew Luck being on the uh, Indianapolis Colts because if, if Andrew Luck's in the Colts, you don't win the division. You don't go to the playoffs. I, I, I truly believe that. So what I'm saying is this. I don't care where you get one from. I had said this years back when I was first say, uh when he first came out, two years ago, that you needed to draft A.J. McCarron. You needed A.J. McCarron. For those that knew me, uh, when A.J. McCarron was drafted, I was talking A.J. McCarron. Bring him here. You see what A.J. McCarron is, is capable of when given a decent team with a decent defense? And, and I do believe he's only going to get better with uh, more experience. I, I got to believe it. Now, I'm not saying he's a franchise quarterback, but right now, from what I've seen, from the pressure he was under and, and, and the conditions that were taking place, in uh, in uh, Cincinnati yesterday, he did a hell of a lot better job than Brian Hoyer could ever do. I'd have to say that. I don't care what you do, Brian Hoyer's not on this team next year. He's not on this team next year. You can't have faith in a quarterback that turns the ball over um, and wilts under pressure. And it's it's been it's it's a it shows up in. Bold letters yesterday. He can't take pressure in the game, pressure coming from linemen. Uh, he can't take pressure. Wilt's right under it, indecisive, and, and it's obvious that we need a quarterback in the worst way. Really disappointed. Not even one point had it, had an opportunity to to be competitive in this game. And uh, the defense played hard. They had to. They were on the field the most. The offense was horrible. Houston Texan fans are one of the most reliable fans and enthusiastic and loyal fans in the NFL. You were getting booed off the field at halftime, Brian Hoyer. Boot off the field. I couldn't understand why you, why the coach saw that the starting quarterback didn't have it, and go to the backup. Go to the backup. What you, what do you have to lose at this point? Your your, your starting quarterback is playing horribly, horribly. Four turnovers in the first half. Three of them interceptions. One of them a fumble lost. Come on. Come on. And and I'm keep and I stress this. 
with all those turnovers, you're only losing the game 13 to nothing. All those turnovers in the first half, you're only losing the game 13 to nothing. Everybody else was playing their hearts out. Defense was keeping you in the game. Your offensive players, your your running backs, your uh, um, wide receivers were playing their asses off. Linemen were playing, the offensive line were playing their asses off. The quarterback was killing us. Killing us. Bill O'Brien, you saw that your quarterback didn't have it. You saw your quarterback didn't have it. Four turnovers in the fast first half had to convince you. You had to go to the backup, and you didn't even do it. And you had to have faith because Brandon Whedon brought back and helped you win, uh, get into the playoffs. He helped you get into the playoffs, and you don't give him a chance. You don't give your team a chance. You stay with Brian Horner. Your loyalty killed you in the second half because he, what he, what, you, what he showed you in the first half. Would you think you're going to see a, a, a new Brian Hoare in the second half? Come on, come on! I can't believe you let him play the whole. You let him play the whole game. You, you let him play the whole game. You don't even give Brand Whedon a chance to try to get out there and, and show something. Give you something. You, you, your star wide receiver said, more or less, get get Hoyer out of here. Get him out of here. DeAndre Hopkins was saying, get, get him out of here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so just, I, 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 I'm, I was speechless. I was so, I was so pissed off. I, I, you have no idea. You have no idea. That it, it, I know it's a team. I know the team lost. But your quarterback never gave you an opportunity to have a fighting chance in that game. And that's a fact. That's plain as a nose on your face. The quarterback, and you can say you can't blame it on the quarterback. Yes, I can blame it on, blame it on the quarterback. It's obvious. And yet let him stay in the whole game? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? No way. There is no way. Unbelievable. Totally disgusted in the way that uh, uh, um, that 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 turned out. Totally disgusted. We need a quarterback. I'm I'm chatting uh, with several people that I, I have in the chat group. And I'm on my, I'm saying to to them, I'm praying, I'm on my knees. Number one priority that we need is a quarterback. The second one is a running back. I think we can get a running back out of the, out of the uh, the running backs that are coming out of the draft. There's quarterbacks in the league that I would take over Brian Hoyer, Hoyer right now. I don't care what you do. I told you, people, I told you this. Two years ago, two years ago, two years ago, uh, I, and I, on on this show and on several shows, when they when they were come when they were coming up to the draft, I said I wanted AJ McCarron on the Texans. 
Well, you look what how A.J. McCarron played for the Cincinnati Bengals last night in really adverse conditions against a heated rival in the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's why I wanted A.J. McCarron. He's a big play, big time, show up type of uh, – um, he may be arrogant, but he's a type of quarterback that's been on the big stage more than once and can play on that big stage with confidence. That's why I wanted him. I'm not saying hindsight is 2020 because if you've listened to my shows before the draft, two years ago when A.J. McCarron was drafted – I said I wanted him. They didn't take him. Now, it was a different coaching staff at the time, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. I, I, I may not be wrong, but I wanted A.J. McCarron, not Tom Savage. I wanted J.J. A, a, McCarron, and he didn't take him. And now look where you're at. Look where you're at. A team that's ready. That Defense, offensive, offensive weapons. You got uh, young wide receivers, stud wide receivers on both sides, Jalen Strong, Humphreys, uh, um, and definitely um, uh, um, DeAndre Hopkins. You got uh, a stud running back coming back in uh, Arian Foster, but you, you, you definitely know you need another running back, which you can probably get in the draft. Your biggest problem and with a lot of teams, but this is obvious. This is so obvious, it's ridiculous. He got into the players with patchwork uh, um, quarterbacks. With patchwork quarterbacks, and you know it. And it, and it showed up big time in a, in a pressure game, and he could not play under pressure, regardless if pressure was real or imagined. It's obvious you need a quarterback. Go out and get one. You got. There's no way that Brian Hoyer is on this team next year. No way. No way he starts. No way. Just like I said, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and it's the same thing I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Fans, I knew what was going to happen when they had Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick is an okay quarterback, but under pressure when big-time uh, situations come up, just like when you needed to win in Buffalo, he wilted in the fourth quarter. That's that's the type of quarterback I saw when he played for the Texans. That's why I didn't want him in the first place. He's a career backup quarterback. Brian Hoyer is the same mold. He's a career backup. He can't play under pressure. Uh, can't play under pressure. I know I'm spouting off here for an extended period of time, but I, I got my got my blood boiling. When I, when I reflect back on what I saw, and I watched the whole game from start to finish. Special teams, you need help on special teams. You guys, you guys got to come get, come ready to play. There's no excuse. First kickoff, a guy runs 106 yards. Virtually untouched. Virtually untouched. So more or less, he just ran a hundred yard, 106 yard sprint because he was virtually untouched. Damn shame. And when I'm, and I, I keep saying this, I keep saying this. Come halftime, four turnovers, three interceptions, and a fumble lost, and you're only down by 13 points. Plenty of time to come back. Plenty of time to come back. 
and your quarterback play killed you. Your play calling was questionable, very predictable, very predictable. I'm watching it, and I can't believe what I was seeing. But I understand because the type of quarterback play you were getting, you were trying to protect your quarterback and move the football. Well, you can't play that way. You can't play that way. (laughs) You may be able to play that way in a regular season because it's always next week. You can't play that way in the playoffs because there's no next week if you lose. And that's what I think you were trying to do, protect your quarterback. That's a problem. That means you don't have the quarterback that you need to, to play in the playoff game and under pressure. That means offseason, number one priority, just like I keep on saying, and I'll keep on saying it again, first priority is a quarterback, second is a running back. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. You get those two, I guarantee you this team will make a serious run, not just getting into the playoffs, but serious run into the playoffs because they, they have the pieces in place. They have the pieces in place. It's obvious. I don't care what uh, other people tell you about my team. I, I see what I see a very good defense, very good offensive line, skilled players on on the outside, meaning wide receivers, young, young, not old, but young wide receivers that can go and get it with a quarterback that can get it to him. And that's the key, quarterback that can get it to him. And we had we've had inconsistent quarterback play all year. This really held us back. Really held us back. So there are quarterbacks out there that young quarterbacks go through the roster. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. One of them is AJ McCarron. I, I know I'm beating a dead horse here. I know. I know I'm beating a dead horse, but I can't emphasize this enough that this kid is the was the real deal. He's had very good tutoring um, from the Cincinnati Bengals, including Hugh Jackson, who's the offensive coordinator and probably will not be in the, uh, with Cincinnati. He'll probably be a head coach somewhere, maybe in San Francisco. But A.J. McCarron is the real deal. It may be tough to get him away from um, Cincinnati because Cincinnati knows what they have. I knew what he had when he went to Cincinnati. I couldn't believe that the Texans couldn't see that. Couldn't believe it. Now that now you're paying the piper. Rick Smith, do your job. Do your job and get a quarterback to, in, here, in here. And you'll see how, how much better this team can be. When Matt Schaub was here, now I'm not saying Matt Schaub was the be all and all the be all, but when he played well, when he was when he would played well before he started going downhill, this team was an extremely good team. Now he wasn't the quarterback, but he was better than Brian Hoyer until he started throwing pick sixes like like he was giving away candy in, in um, on Halloween. And they had to get rid of him. He he had to go. It was just, I mean, he had to go. His time his time was up. 
Unbelievable. 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 That I mean, I I I mean I'm I'm thoroughly disappointed. I, I I mean so many opportunities that the offense had. Now I'm not saying that the Kansas City Chiefs didn't play well. There's a reason why they 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 won ten games coming into this game in a row. But you had Alfred Blue run for ninety nine yards on his defense. Okay. You you ran on this defense 114 yards. They ran on us 141, but that's because they were given so many opportunities. Tough to take. Very tough to take. Turnovers were the key in this game. Given multiple opportunities for Kansas City. Wearing the defense down, that was the key in that game. I don't know. I I, I don't know what more I can say. It's it was a very disappointing um, showing for the home team, meaning Houston Texans. Tight end dropping a short touchdown pass. Tight end was targeted the second most out of uh, the most in the passing game. I'm talking about Ryan, you, Ryan Griffin. And you only catch three passes. Targeted eight times, and you only catch three passes. And one of them, one of those eight targets was a short touchdown. A short touchdown. And you let it bounce off your chest. It was, it's a t- it was a tough loss. I, I I have to say that. Tough, very tough loss. I know it's been going on for uh, a while here, but um it's it's you know what? I gotta give this to you, Texans. That's what I think, uh, uh, especially Brian Hoyer. We need a quarterback. Quarterback. I don't even think Tom Savage is the answer here. I really don't. But you need a open competition, an open competition. Loyalty is out the door. An open competition of a quarterback on this team, someone that is confident, somebody that won't waver in in pressure situations. And you don't have them, I don't think, on this team right now. I really believe that. Brian Hoyer is definitely not the answer. Definitely not the answer. He had 14 first downs. 14 first – this is how close this game was, okay? 14 first downs the Texans had, 
18 the Kansas City Chiefs had. Your third down of efficiency was better than, well, just about. You were 6 for four, six for 14. Kansas City was 4 for 11. 4 for 11. So they had, they had a chance to, whenever a first down came up, they had 11 chances to get a first down, and they only got them four times versus you almost getting them half to almost 50%. One short of 50%. 14 times you had an opportunity for a first down. You got him six times. hundred and twelve uh yards in passing versus hundred and seventy-three. He was more efficient. Alex Smith seventeen for twenty-two. You were less efficient, fifteen for thirty-four. Very conservative. Yards per pass, three yards versus almost seven yards for Kansas City. Like I said, you threw for four interceptions. Alex Smith was sacked three for 17. You were sacked three for 24. We even even had one less penalty with uh, almost half the yardage. Four for 29 versus... Five for 52. Turnovers, one turnover. Uh, Alex Smith threw one interception. We had five turnovers. You three, four interceptions and one fumble lost. Time of possession, they had us almost by 10, they had us by 10 minutes. 34-25 versus 25-35. You know why? Because you kept turning the damn ball over. This game was closer, a lot closer than most people think. The the difference, and I said this yesterday on the FSP show, is the quarterback play. And how prophetic was I when I said that? Quarterback play was going to be key here. And that's exactly what happened. The quarterback play was a lot more efficient and he protected the football that much more versus what happened with the Texans. All right, let's move on to the other debacle. Um, at, At night, with the Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the Cincinnati Bungles. And I'm not saying the Bengals, no, I'm saying the Bungles. Marvin Lewis hadn't won, I think it was 13 playoff games in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Hadn't hadn't won a playoff game in, oh, my God, I can't remember the last time he won a playoff game. He's never won a playoff game with the Bengals. Let me put it that way. Never, ever won a playoff game with the Bengals. Had the shot with the backup quarterback, A.J. McCarron. Yes, A.J. McCarron, who played big time in a big moment. Deserved to, to to have that win for uh, Marvin Lewis and the pit, pit, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Fans crying in the stands in, in, in shocked disbelief of what was taking place on the field the last minute of that game. I'm watching it. Belief. 
uh, what was taking place in that game. Hard-fought game. These two teams do not like each other. Other, They're, they're, they're bitter uh, division rivals. Bitter. I mean, they've had a, a dust-up the last time they played each other a few weeks ago. Um, uh, they had to be separated. They were definitely in each other's face. The beginning of the game, I'm talking about not this, not this week, but the last time they faced each other during the regular season, they were in each other's face pregame each other's face. If they could throw flags pregame, they would have because that's how bad it got um, a few weeks ago when they played each other. I mean, when they faced each other in the regular season. It was so bad that the league notified each team that they wouldn't stand for what took place a few weeks ago in this playoff game. It was gotten so bad that there were officials and other personnel positioned in the middle of the field during pregame warm-up to buffer both teams from meeting up with each other before the game, which is, which is really never hardly ever done. Never done, I should say. Sometimes you may see it in college. Sometimes you see it in, in, in high school. A pro football game, you, you almost never see that because they're grown-ass men. They're supposed to be knowing how to handle themselves. They're supposed to, they're supposed to be a professional. Well, come this game, all bets were off. It, was, it wasn't a football game. It was war. I mean, these bones, um, bones and blood, that's, that's what this game was about, bones and blood. They, they wanted bones, and they wanted blood from each other. Hard fought game. Um, Quite naturally, for those who were watching the game, they saw what took place. Um, Bonte Burfick was a hero, got an interception um, late in the game, thought they had sealed the victory. Finally, 16-15, the, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and their fans were rejoicing that they were going to win this game, absolutely win this game. They were on the 30-yard line or whatever, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers with the ball with a little more than a minute left. And all had, and Pittsburgh had what? Uh, three timeouts. So it was, they had a possibility of kicking a field goal to make, make the Pittsburgh Steelers, if they got the ball back, to have to drive the, the length of the field with no Ben Roethlisberger because he had gotten hurt. The length of the field with Landry Jones in order to win this game, they handed off to Jeremy Hill. Now, I had told uh, Vic yesterday, I didn't like the running backs in this game um, uh, from Cincinnati. Giovanni Bernard, who got hurt earlier in the game with a questionable hit um, that uh, could have been a penalty but wasn't. He fumbled the ball. Pittsburgh got the ball. Uh, he never returned. So Jeremy Hill, it was a Jeremy Hill show. Jeremy Hill got the ball. Uh, and uh, immediately fumbled the ball back, okay? Pittsburgh gets the ball on their 25, 30-yard line, wherever it was, with a little bit more than a minute left, with three timeouts. In comes Big Ben. In comes Big Ben. Now, we, but we all know when, ben, when Vontae Burfick, uh sacked Big Ben and he landed on his shoulder, that you figured that Big Ben was not coming back in this game. Carted off the field. He was carted off the field with 
fans throwing debris at him. This is how bad this, this game was. Fans throwing debris at Ben Roethlisberger carted off the field. He comes back after the injection work. You know he got an injection to numb whatever pain he was going through. Because pain he was going through. So with a little bit more left, minute left in the game, Big Ben comes in with three timeouts. Pittsburgh, I think it's three timeouts if I'm not mistaken. And Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, with a limited quarterback that you know he can't throw the ball too far down the field. You, you don't know how effective he's going to be because he's dealing with a shoulder issue. And they, put, they, they he throws it a couple times to his running back. Uh, he throws it to uh, uh, his wide receiver, if I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to, I'm trying to rehash what took place. Um. And I think it was the first down, if I'm not mistaken. First or second down, I think Pittsburgh's near the, uh, I'm saying the 45, 50-yard line, near midfield, with with less than a minute in the game. Less than a minute in the game. He proceeds to throw the ball to his favorite target, Antonio Brown, in the center of the field. Ball's high. Vontae Burfick, in all his wisdom, in all his wisdom, decides to take a pot shot at Antonio Brown, a defenseless receiver at that time. Uh, damn near knocks him out. He, he lays limp on the field. I'm talking about Antonio Brown. And quite naturally, personal foul, um, hitting a defenseless receiver, 15 yards. Okay. Now, we're talking about this is like – 40-something seconds left in the game now, give or take. 40-something seconds left in the game. This is a really tough, you know, not faint of heart game for anyone. But that call, that hit was uncalled for, 15 yards. So the Steelers are 15 yards cl- closer than kicking a game-winning field goal. Then what happens? Joey Porter, an assistant coach from the Steelers, comes on the field supposedly, supposedly, to see how his wide receiver. But he's nowhere close to his wide receiver to see how he is. The, the medical medical assistants are dealing with that. Joey Porter is surrounded by Cincinnati Bengal um, players. And, uh, uh, he, and, he, and supposedly he starts talking a lot of smack. And quite naturally, these Bengal players, uh, if you haven't seen the whole game, you know they, they were really very easy to get agitated and get out of control. One of them was Adam Jones. Adam Jones comes up there, and, and the official was near him. Adam Jones pushes the official or gets physical with the re- official. Here we go. Now you had 15 from Vontae Burfick. Now you got 15 again from number 24, Adam Jones. Now 15, 15, and then 15 is what? 30. You get 30 yards, in the, and, and guess what? The clock is stopped. The clock is stopped. You got 14 seconds, I think, left in the game, and the clock is stopped, and you give him 30 yards. Chip shot for Chris Boswell is one of the better kickers this year. A rookie now, quite naturally, is a pressure kicker, but now you give the rookie less pressure because it's a closer kick. 14, 14 seconds left left on the clock. You think Pittsburgh going to run the ball? No. 
Are they going to run another play? No. Get the kicker out there. Let's let's get this over with real quick. What happens? Pittsburgh snaps the ball. Chris Boswell kicks it right down the middle. You see the Pittsburgh uh, players rejoicing. The other players, uh, with the, I'm talking about the Bengals, with their heads down, especially Vontae Burfick, who's trying to explain his BS hit, and uh, Adam Jones sitting on the bench with head in hand, uh, 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 face in hand, I should say, um, and, and tears in his eyes because he knew he screwed up. These guys lost control. Marvin Williams couldn't control these guys. Uh, the coaching staff couldn't control these guys. And guess what? What was supposed to be a joyous uh, um, ex- exhaling feeling, finally getting a playoff win, <laughs> turned out to be one of the worst losses in NFL history. And I'm telling you right now, the fans in, in Cincinnati, including my brother, and I don't even want to talk to him because I know he's 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 got to be highly pissed and upset on this. That um, I fans, saw fans crying in the stands when they finally thought they had a win from a division rival, and we're going to move on, get it snatched from them by two players that were so selfish and couldn't control themselves. And Pittsburgh moves on, and Cincinnati is, is left with. Why did this happen? What do we go from here? You got players I know like got to be devastated. Uh, to yes, you got players that I don't know. You know, you got to believe that uh, guys are going to get fined, including the uh, assistant coach that was on the field. He shouldn't have been. This is a a, 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 a catastrophe. The catastrophe. It was a catastrophe for the NFL. It was a catastrophe for the uh, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, quite naturally, and ex- including the coaching staff, to have this happen and the way it happened. Um, it's going to take a long time for anybody who associated with Cincinnati to get over this because there was no way they should have lost this game, not the way uh, they fought and scrapped uh, and overcame adversity with a backup quarterback with a backup quarterback, they were going to finally win a playoff game. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I, 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 you know, I, I'm almost at a loss for words. I, I was totally stunned. I was totally stunned. I could not believe what I was seeing. I've never, ever seen a game end like that. Never, ever. Now, I've seen some questionable calls by officials. Um, that, that, but that was on the officials. This, this was obvious. It was on the players that were involved. Number 55, which is Vontae Burfecht, and number 24, which is Adam Jones. You got to look yourself in the face, I mean, in the mirror, and say, how could I let this happen? Now, Vontae Burfecht was out of control. I mean, the whole game, they were trying to, to control him, and he was out of control. He couldn't be controlled. Now, what happens in, in, in offseason? You know he's going to get fined. You know he's probably going to get uh, suspended at least one game. Um, it, it, and Marvin Jones, I, you got to look yourself in the mirror if you say if you want, you want, want, still want this guy on your team. Because he's, he's, he's giving you nothing but grief. Nothing but grief. And in the worst possible moments. You had to win. You had to win. Well, 
I'm cutting this short. Time's, time's real short. And all I can say is this. Tune in next week. We are I'm going I'm going to go over uh uh my um picks for last for the preseason and then we'll uh, um evaluate it from there. Ten AM Eastern Standard Time is where you find the master plan on Sunday. I'll see you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.